Welcome back to Virtually Analog, a podcast about video games, board games, and the ever-blurring line between. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Matthew, and I love video games. Every week we discuss a video game, a board game, and game-related news. So, Matthew, what have you been playing this week? Uh, A couple games. I've been playing Deep Rock Galactic. Their update, I think, 32 came out recently, which added some new modes, and it's uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, And don't laugh, but I've also been playing some Fortnite. I have in the past as well. Um, The reason I love Fortnite is because it makes it so easy for me to just hop on and play a game with any of my friends because of how wide their cross-platform is. Any any uh, platform can play with any other platform. And so it just makes it really fun and easy. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, that comes back to our conversation we had for Among Us and like why that's so popular. Yeah. Like, I've also been kind of uh, impressed with the fact that it's stayed free to play, you know, Mm -hmm. and even on platforms like the Nintendo switch, where for every other game you have to pay to play online, Mm -hmm. Fortnite still allows you to play for free on there. Yeah. It's all, it's all those cosmetic, you know, transactions and stuff. That's how they go. And they make a lot. (laughs) That's how they they make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I've been playing a lot of among us, like what I just mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a server that I'm able to get a bunch of family and friends, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I've also been playing a lot of Gloomhaven Digital, which we're what I'm going to be talking about today on this podcast. Cool. Uh, board game wise, I got my new Kickstarter for this game called Parks, which is a really cool, beautiful, tactile uh, game about trekking the national parks, um, mm. and you're collecting resources to visit different parks and there's these beautiful illustrations for all these parks and yeah it's it was my first playthrough went really really well there's a lot of things we love about it a few things we didn't like but i played it with my wife and she ended up beating me like she always does but uh yeah it's uh it was um, on the record um, yeah yeah it was it was great it was a really fun time so cool um yeah so let's uh let's just dive right in matt why don't you talk about the game you wanted to yeah uh so i wanted to talk about little nightmares this week there uh it was made by tarsier studios which was out of malmo sweden and i looked up how that's pronounced uh so i hope i'm not watching it thanks Um, to our swedish uh (laughs) listeners out there yeah yeah. um it's it's like a spooky um some would call it horror but i don't think so it's just very suspenseful it's like a stealth puzzle platformer um and it seems like tarsier i've not played any of their other games but they've made others ranging from like physics based like teamwork style games you know you've played like human fall flat or just Mm -hmm. like wacky ones like that's kind of what it seems like but you're on a team you know uh called stretch gang beasts yeah Yeah. gang beasts is the the epitome of like (laughs) physics based battle game but yeah uh, same same idea you know uh they've also gotten into like some vr from what looks like to mystery to me uh, and helped produce some other stuff as well i think the highlight of this game is like the various encounters uh with all these different like bosses or enemies that you find throughout the game uh each each of them like each antagonist you have to like sneak past 
uh, or combat. Combat is kind of a stretch for the way you play the game because you play as this tiny little girl, you know, what seems like a few inches tall. And all of these enemies that you're sneaking past are huge, you know, like 10 times your size. And they're all just these twisted, weird people. Um, and they either want to like snatch you up and throw you in the oven or, you know, eat you whole or take you away to like bundle you up for something mysterious. Uh, uh, each of the bosses plays in a different way. Uh, some of them can't see some, uh, some have more or less hiding places in their general areas. Uh, some are in the water and will grab you if you take too long swimming. So you have to kind of maneuver through the levels in different ways. Um, and something that I would love, I know they're making their second game, which will be out pretty soon. I'd love sections where there's multiple enemies around a larger area that you'd have to sneak through. Because a lot of the game... Uh, it's kind of linear. It seems like it's you have to explore and find stuff. You you would approach you know a locked door to get in the direction you're going. Throughout the whole game, you have no idea what the young girl's motives are, aside from moving and staying alive. You know, so you'd encounter like a locked door, and you'd okay, obviously I need to get a key. So you'd climb up the walls and find a key up above. But the guy with the giant arms might grab you if he sees you. Um, so your small size and vulnerability makes it really fun because you can sneak through crevices and uh, go where these little bosses can't hear you or see you. Um, and I think it it is really fun how it's very linear. There's usually only one way to solve the puzzle, and it takes trial and error, you know, being eaten a bunch to uh, figure that out. Something I would like is uh, more ways to progress through the game the next game this is my hope for it you know more uh, varied ways to find a key or even just break down a door or, you know shove the witch in the oven you know like the hansel and gretel thing rather than just escaping so uh, yeah did you mention that um they're working on a second one i did I yeah okay, yeah great, uh great. the second game comes out i believe uh let me look it up real quick i think it's in the next month or so but uh it seems like they're just going for the exact same feel and style but uh yeah the style is very kind of like tim burton yeah that's what i think so many people love about it um yeah it looks like uh it's coming out in february so yeah yeah yeah. you know you're you're against all these mysterious people who um you know, you have no idea what their motives are. Yeah, it, it's really f- a fun visual style. The lighting plays a lot into the game, uh, and it looks like you're kind of viewing like a dollhouse. You know, like you're viewing half of a room, sort of. And the whole time, the game is like swaying back and forth, like you're on a boat. Uh, and you learn more about that as you get through the game. Um, I, I kind of yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say. <clears throat> Um, it kind of I kind of categorize this you know Tim Burton type of styles like children's horror. Would yeah. you say that that's I, like, yeah it's, I would yeah that, it's not like necessarily it's kind of spooky but it's not necessarily like there's not jump scares or mm-hmm. are there there's very like, few in this game yeah okay. there's not very many moments you know occasionally something will poke through the wall and try and grab at you but less so you know the traditional jump scare you would think of yeah a fun fact i i think i heard from 
Oh, I think I heard online. I can't remember where, but they originally wanted to call the game Hunger because that's kind of a theme that is pretty heavy throughout the game. But they figured that would be uh, a little dark. Yeah. Well, they also figured it would be you know fall between the cracks between a lot of other games on oh, sure. you know online. And so they went for Little Nightmares, which, yeah, kind of like you said, it's the all, Tim Burton. All about that marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the funnest part of the game, I've played through it a bunch, so I know how to beat each level and puzzle. But it's a lot of fun seeing friends struggle through the puzzles, even though they're so simple, and making fun of them for not figuring it out. Um <laughs> So, so there's yeah. no like built-in multiplayer to this. You just no, you like um, to but, you like to, it's a single player game and you like to play it with your your yes, friends. Yeah. And, I th- I think that couch play is so fun with any game. No, I mean mm-hmm. that's that's the way games started out. Um but yeah. I think that the second game is going to be multiplayer. Mm. Uh it takes place uh, I don't know where it takes place, but I know that there are two characters that through the trailers it seemed like, you know, it looked like players were at least couch in control. Co-op, yeah. Hopefully online co-op. Yeah. yeah that that interests fun. me because I really like puzzle type of um, games, but I, I'm kind of dumb. So. <laughs> yeah. No, as much as I say, I played this a bunch. It took me yeah. forever to beat it. Yeah, I I'm like, I'm a real, I'm a real dullard. So like <laughs> being able to like rely on someone else to kind of, carry me through these kind of games is is fun and so especially if it's built into the game and it's not just like me sitting next to someone being like uh you don't see the obvious solution (laughs) here yeah Yeah. come on that would be a fun uh, one for us to play in the future especially if it's multiplayer so yeah yeah if it has online multi we can stream it for Mm -hmm. sure so so yeah that's pretty much it with the game it's it's a lot of fun it it goes on sale relatively often if you feel like checking it out yeah sure uh would you say that there's anything about that game that like you know would translate well to a board game like uh you know puzzle platformers are a lot of that is like physics based Mm -hmm. and so that is kind of difficult to like yeah yeah replicate a little bit a lot of it is not like uh oh it's not like you need to you know, a game like Gang Beasts, you can't really make a, <laughs> a board game because yeah. it's just you jump so around much and the physics the are so wacky. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But this, a lot of it is just puzzles. Um, and yeah, some of them are physics based. You have to jump on this plank of wood for it to fall and go beneath the floor. But um, I love, uh, what are they called? Co-op board games, I think is what they're yeah. called. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Forbidden Island. What's another one? What's another example? Uh, um, Gloomhaven, is what I'm about to talk about is a Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that there are aspects to this that would just be so fun in board game form. Because, you know, there's lots of games that are PvP out there. But this one is like a you know kind of story-based. But it's you against the game. There's not really any other player enemies. Obviously, it's a single player. And so and maybe so I, this one would be a better solo game because there's a lot of really great solo board games that are kind of oh, puzzly yeah, in yeah. nature. And, and, um, and so maybe this one would make one a good solo. And then maybe the second one would make a good cooperative. Yeah. That's the, oh man. Player. I love, I love that. Yeah. This little yeah. brain game thinking of what these would be like, it would be so fun. You'd have the different bosses to progress through like the different rooms. You know, once you sneak past a boss or defeat the boss, you'd flip that card over. And the next one you have to assemble the right tools or something to, 
yeah. you know, progress. So it would be a great, hmm. great way to adapt it. Yeah. Okay. Board game designers out there listening to this podcast get on <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that aesthetic of like Tim Burton is obviously insanely popular. And mm-hmm. I think that it'd be mm-hmm. a really easy sell in terms of uh, making it, making yeah. a game that has shelf appeal and making one that looks, looks cool. And, um, I just got done playing a game today actually called Mysterium that has that very similar kind of like children horror Tim Burton-esque theme yeah. and it's very popular. So. Yeah, it's 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 uh, popular but it's not too, you know, it doesn't uh, flood, you know, media. It's, yeah. it's kind yeah, of like a gem sure. when something like that comes out that gets it right. Right, right, sure. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, cool. Well, thanks for uh, talking about it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I've I've seen a little bit of it. I haven't played it yet, but I'll definitely have to try it out. And like yeah. you said, when the second one comes, we'll we'll play it together. Cool. All right. So the game that I wanted to talk about, that I've been desperate to talk about, <laughs> yeah. I think I've mentioned it on both of the episodes we've recorded thus far, is Gloomhaven, um, specifically Gloomhaven Digital. So the the physical board game is designed by Isaac Childress. And the digital implementation was developed by Flaming Foul Studios. And this game is one of the most highly critically acclaimed board game that has been made <laughs> like mo- in modern tabletop gaming. It sits wow. currently on. Yeah, it sits currently number one on Board Game Geek, which is the oh dang. The Mac daddy of all. Yeah, board game I feel websites. like every game I look at, they give it like yeah. a two star or whatever yeah it's it's you know take it with a grain of salt because everybody rates games differently but there's a ton of users on there and they all rate gloomhaven as very very popular um it's set it sat at the number one for a long 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 time and i don't see it getting knocked down anytime soon Um, it's also considered one of the most video game-esque board games out there making it a very good candidate for a digital implementation and a great game to talk about on this show so gloomhaven is a tactical rpg or tactical role-playing game where you and your friends pick a character and each character has a different class with a different range of abilities and you go on missions and trying to uh most of the missions are just beating waves of enemies and exploring rooms so on these missions, there there's this really interesting card-based mechanic for your actions where you, at the beginning of each round, you pick two cards, and when it comes to your turn, you pick the top action of one card, and then you have to take the bottom action of the other card. Um, and so it, it, it creates this really interesting puzzle where when at the beginning of the round you think okay these two cards are perfect but by the time your turn comes around you might have to do something completely different because enemies have moved or your team members have moved and and things have just kind of changed mm. and it's it's a really interesting puzzle to be solved so yeah so it has all these really interesting decisions to be made and those decisions also are really meaningful inside the missions and also really meaningful outside the missions, especially uh, leveling up when you play certain really strong cards, they'll give you XP, which you collect and you get the XP, whether you won or lost the mission, but you also get bonus XP if you won. So leveling up feels really rewarding. Once you level up, you unlock 
uh, um, new cards to add to your deck. And those cards are all really meaningful and really powerful uh, that make a, a big difference in how you play the game. And so the hook of of unlocking new cards and unlocking new items just really makes the game satisfying. It makes it really fun to play. It also makes it really fun to play um, with people online. That was one of the things I was most excited about for the digital version was being able to have that online multiplayer functionality. Uh, that being said, it is still in early access, so there are quite a few um, uh, number of bugs. That being said, the developers have been really great with addressing and fixing those bugs and also sticking to their roadmaps. They've been adding new classes that you can unlock and play as. They've been adding new enemies and new maps and also new missions. So they've been doing a really good job keeping me compelled in coming back to the game. And yeah, I think just overall, like I have the physical board game and I before COVID, I had a group of friends that I would play the physical board game with and we absolutely adored it. But then when COVID hit, it became harder and harder to obviously we couldn't meet up to play. And so this online version kind of swooped in and saved the day because now I can still play this game that I love. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like yeah. you, you board gamers would be starving for you know, board game interaction if it weren't for all these digital adaptations. Whereas uh, for us uh, video gamers, I guess it was like a godsend because all of our old friends got back online and stuff. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So so. I I have a couple questions about Gloomhaven. Sure. Um, The first being like what if you could uh, describe it as like Gloomhaven, if you could describe a video game that is similar to it, like what would it be like? Because I, I was thinking of games as you were um, talking about it, but I don't know how accurate they would be. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, I, I've been playing a lot with uh, a buddy of mine named Shay, and they uh, have played quite a bit of like these tactical type of turn-based RPGs, so they would probably be a better person to ask. Hmm. I on my myself personally, I've never seen a game that has this mechanic, this card-based system and mechanic um, that works just really well and makes it for like this really interesting puzzle. So it's really hard for me to compare the game to. Um, yeah, what, hmm. what what would you say? Like, yeah, what were you I guess I else? guess when you were talking about it, I was thinking of just the traditional, like I don't know, JRPG or just RPGs where turn based combat. You have your squad of heroes that you level up or yeah, upgrade. Yeah, yeah, and I know that I know the designer uh, said that like a lot of his inspiration was from those like traditional JRPG or JRPG turn based kind of mechanics in the game. But I think having it on a map with like enemies that are moving around adds a third dimension to this game that's like way above any kind of rpg that's cool that kind of describes the other genre i was thinking of kind of uh, i don't know if you've heard or played the XCOM games oh Um, yeah that seems Mm -hmm. so like how how much is there of like a uh like random generated aspect in gloomhaven would you say because that's like a big part of XCOM. right um so in the board game all the missions are pre set and you have this book that you set up the enemies in certain places and they're always going to be the same but in the uh, digital version right now all the enemies are randomly um the the rooms are randomly placed and the enemies in there are randomly Mm. generated 
And so you know going in which enemies you're going to face, but you don't know the number or where they're going to be. And then also coming back to XCOM is like you there's also traps and like obstacles Hmm. that you can, um, you know, navigate around. And so that's kind of like XCOM as well. Yeah, cool. so, it sounds super fun. I um yeah. The other question I had um so for a lot of these digital ad- adaptations to to board games do you find that uh like content you're saying they're adding all these maps, missions, enemies, yeah. content and uh expansions and things do those tend to come overall like first to you know, physical copies, and then they eventually implement that into the right. digital. Or is it like, wow, it's it's a lot easier to really get the digital out there with you know good programmers, and you don't have to print all these boards and make pieces right. and stuff. Would you say it's that actually a lot of digital ones like get ahead of you know the yeah the physical? Yeah, interesting that you say that because um, the physical board game of Gloomhaven is massive. This box weighs like 25 pounds. It takes up an entire square of my calyx. Like this thing is huge and it comes with so much content over like a hundred missions, ton of enemies. I had to buy three Plano boxes just to store all the (laughs) enemies in like this, the, the amount of gameplay that comes out of this board game is huge and so that's why this the digital version is in early access right now is because they wanted to add that stuff in a little at a time. And mm. so in starting out, you could only play as like the the first six unlocked classes. OK. Um, and they're slowly adding more and more as they progress along their roadmap. Their their goal is by the time they're going to release the full version of the game, all of the classes are in there and all of the missions are in there. So right now they have kind of like pre-made mini missions. They have something called Guildmaster mode, which is um, kind of like an adapted version, a randomized version mm. of the campaign in the game. Cool. And so, so yeah. So to answer your question, it's like, no, <laughs> they, like the digital version, they started off with like a very stripped out, basic version of Gloomhaven and then they have been slowly adding all of the okay. content. So it's like a lot slower game. than the physical you'd say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think that that right. really still lends to the physical audience, mm-hmm. you know, the ones who want yeah. those games and don't really play and, them digitally. And that being said, there's an expansion for the physical board game. Um, there is a sequel mini game called um, Jaws of the Lion. It's called Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion which you can get at Target. It was a Target exclusive at launch, and it's it's uh, a kind of a smaller version of Gloomhaven. And then there's a sequel, big box version, called Frosthaven, which recently um, made like over $13 million on wow. Kickstarter. Hang on, let me see. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Um, um, something I noticed when you were showing me like this on Tabletop Sim um, yeah. was like, all the pieces seem so intricate and like just fun to look at. And I know that there's a big audience, you know, like Warhammer 40 K where people love to paint their own figures. Do you know anybody who does that with Gloomhaven or do you think that like, yeah. Yeah. So all of the characters are painted miniature. I have not painted. I'm not into that stuff. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, but I know that there are people out there like the 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 characters that you play themselves are 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 miniatures that you can paint. But everything else in the box, it, there was no way it would all fit in the box if there were <laughs> minis. It's all cardboard that. It, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And so the enemies, the terrain, everything else is just cardboard that you stick in little stands. That's cool. That, I mean, that um, kind of that really represents the original artist's vision a little better, you know, which yeah, is pretty that's cool. True. But what I really like about the digital board game is that it kind of um, it kind of 3D fies, kind of like what we talked about with Root, where it takes this two dimensional the two dimensional aspects of this game and make and puts it in a 3D world, hmm. which is uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah, it was twelve point nine million dollars. Wow. Yeah, twelve point nine million dollars raised on Kickstarter, which, um, yeah, it's the most any board game has ever raised on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's more so. than a lot of AAA titles at release yeah. for consoles. Yeah. So. so that so that's Frosthaven. That's coming out next year, and so by the time they have released the full version of Gloomhaven Digital. Frosthaven will be out and there'll be an entire sequel game with all new contact, all, all new mechanics to, to, you know, for physical board gamers to get their hands cool. on, which, um, so yeah, so I would recommend if anybody's interested in Gloomhaven, if what I'm talking about sounds like up your alley, if you want to play the digital version, I highly recommend it. It's only 20 bucks, 25 bucks on steam. It's not that expensive. Um, the tutorial is pretty good. Uh, if you want to play the physical version, I'd highly recommend starting off with Jaws of the Lion. Like I said, it's cheaper. It's only 50 bucks as opposed to Gloomhaven base game, which is 100. And then Frosthaven will be another 100. So like, <laughs> obviously, this is not a cheap game to get into. But if you don't mind just playing the digital, 25 bucks is not bad comparatively. And it's it's a solid uh, representation of the game so score score one it. for the video gamer side <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's uh but there's nothing like having cool. those pieces truly or you yeah. know having the physical game with you yeah yeah so that's gloomhaven we'll move on to some news uh in board game news uh there's not a whole lot going on a few things i want to mention um the ticket to ride digital app Ticket to Ride is a pretty popular board game. Matthew, have you played Ticket to Ride before? Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great little game. They have a great digital app for phones and Steam and all the, you know, you can play it pretty much anywhere. You can actually even play it against Alexa if you have an Alexa device. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Alexa will play you in Ticket to Ride, uh, play the physical version. I hope that's a last yeah. resort. You know, I hope people yeah. have, have I'll play with you if you yeah. have no one to play with. <laughs> yeah, but the digital version uh, just came up with a new update, fixing a lot of bugs with the game, because a lot of times with digital versions of board games, like I've talked about with Root and Gloomhaven, uh, you know, they're they don't have the resources of a AAA studio, and so there's not as many testers and and. Uh, the ability to catch all these bugs. And so a lot of times digital board games end up not getting supported because they don't sell as well as people think they will. And so they just kind of fall to the wayside. So I'm really thankful to see that Ticket to Ride has this new update where the developers are still working on it. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to talk about is Board Game Arena. Board Game Arena is a free website that you can use to play board games on. Uh, it's completely web-based, and they just released this game called The Crew. 
The Crew is one of my favorite games of this year. It is a cooperative trick-taking game. <laughs> so if you like games like, and, and it's honestly unlike any card game I've ever played. So if you like games like Hearts or Euchre or Oh Heck, um, then you'll, I think you'll really like The Crew because The Crew takes that, that idea of a trick-taking game and makes it cooperative, which I also love. And so, yeah, so The Crew, cool. uh, you can play it on Board Game Arena. It's a lot of fun. It works really well. So so now all my Midwestern card-playing yeah. pals can play yeah. with each other instead of getting angry at each other playing exactly. these trick-taking games. Yep, yep. And so I highly recommend that game. The other game that's new on, that just re, uh, released on Board Game Arena is Marrakesh, which is a tile placement game about selling rugs in <laughs> Marrakesh. Yeah, it's <that's> fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I highly recommend Board Game Arena. There's a ton of games on there. Most of them are free to play. Some of them you have to have a premium count to get a table started. But if you know someone like me who has a premium count, you can play any of the games on there. Cool. So, yeah. I've always wanted to role play as a, a foreign, hyperly aggressive, like rug salesman or something. So that sounds <laughs> yeah. like a I mean, that's the game. That's the game is like, cool. yeah, yeah definitely. Um, in terms of video game news. Uh, yeah. Big news is there's lack of news. Um, yeah. There has been, I mean, here and there, the, you know, these next gen consoles are coming out in a few days, like a week or so. Or less than that, but here and there they've been mentioning, you know, little trailers for the new Spider-Man or, uh, I mean, haven't seen much for Halo or much from Xbox, but, um, yeah, like even, even things like, um, I mean, Nintendo isn't going to be releasing a next-gen console, but specifically like Christmas is coming and you'd think that these big yeah. gaming companies would be like really really pushing the grind especially due to covid um and like breath of the wild 2 the i i've i'm starving i am gonna die if i don't get a scrap of news on that game um they have not said anything and i that i attribute that to age of calamity uh i think is coming out it has not come out yet um and that's a different that's the hyrule warriors game, right. right yeah it's not yeah. it's not it's a prequel to breath of the wild but it's not going to be the same style of game but yeah right. so that's they have an excuse for that i guess or at least that's the only one i can think of um but other things like i don't know overwatch 2 overwatch they uh simplified a lot of things that tf2 started tf2 being mm-hmm. Probably one of the best, you know, most played first-person shooters of all time, aside from Counter-Strike. Um, Overwatch simplified a lot of that, and they wanted to make a second game. <laughs> uh, uh, doesn't seem a lot different from the first, but I still really want to play it anyway because I think there's enough changes to attract me. But yeah, no, no news well, from them either. One yeah. big, one big change that I was looking forward to was cooperative campaign. Yeah. That's, I think um, going to be one of their biggest selling points, uh, like an which actual is, campaign. It's in fun to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think more so I've been a little disappointed with the, I guess like the lore stuff they've added, but 
if they're focusing a lot more on what that experience is going to be like rather than just run, 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 kill the AI, run, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, Don't get me started on uh, disappointment in Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother podcast. That's yeah, we, can, we can start a yeah. whole separate podcast about can, how disappointed uh, we are in Blizzard. In just Hearthstone. Activism. It doesn't even have to be Blizzard. We could, yeah. Um, Team five. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. I guess for Overwatch 2, the thing I'm looking forward to most is just like customizable play you'll be able to customize the way you play a little bit with different abilities and things um but yeah nothing from them and it's like wow christmas is right around the corner i guess um and i don't see anyone doing like a one month release reveal like you know in one month this game will be out um that would be surprising so i guess that's about it like there's not much going on here no I, i think um obviously the the we kind of touched on this in a past episode, but the consoles are upcoming. Like this week, you'll be able to buy a new console. And what games are you going to play on them? You know, like, it's yeah, just I mean, not a whole there's, lot. there's Call like, of Duty, there's Halo, and there's a few. Right. But all those things you can play on, <laughs> like, like, or, or they're not, you're not going to be able to get them in time for Christmas if they're for next generation. Yeah. And the other, the games that are already out, you can just play on your current console. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've ranted about this before, but um, I think they're really missing, like a lot of AAA studios are really missing the mark in terms of, of selling games for, yeah. for this holiday season. It's, it's, it's kind of sad to see, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Insomniac is killing it for uh, mm. PlayStation with the new Spider-Man game they're releasing yeah. as well as, um, drumroll please, my most, like, I love this series. Ratchet and Clank is finally getting another game yeah. and it's not going to be just kind of a, a crappy remake of the first sure. game. So that, I and mean, there's they, a, when do they come out? Uh, I think that comes out next year uh, or yeah, else that's it's closer I'm to saying. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd have to double check, but you're, you're right. It's, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's a lot kind of focusing in on Christmas, which is the best time to get people games. So, right. right. So yeah, I guess uh, we can, let's transition into audience feedback. Yeah. Um, we have an awesome piece of news. We recently got a five-star review on Apple podcasts, Thank you to Kelsey G for that. Be sure to leave a five-star review. We'd love to um, thank you guys on the show. She says, I love this podcast and I'm not even a gamer. (laughs) If you like games or if you like smart, funny, personable people, you should check it out. So yeah, thank you, Kelsey. That really means a lot to both of us. Um, It's just fun to talk and hear you guys talk about us. So Yeah, I've I've gotten that a lot from people who, who have said like, Oh, you know, games don't really interest me, but you guys have made kind of it accessible, which is what my goal, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to get more people playing board games and more people playing video games. And if this podcast helps people um, get into that world, then I I like it. My mm-hmm. even my wife, who trust me, she's not biased. If she thought the podcast sucked, she would tell <laughs> she would be the first person to let me know. Uh, no, she's she came to me and said she's really been enjoying listening to it, and I'm really happy with the feedback on that. Speaking of feedback, we have another reader email, um, and so this one's a little bit of a longer one. I'm going to read it all the way through, and we'll see if we can answer some of these questions in here. Congrats on the launch of your new podcast. I've played video games my whole life and consider myself unhealthily knowledgeable in the field, though I have barely scratched the surface of tabletop games and unfortunately don't see that changing anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, on the rare occasion I've 
gathered with my family to play a traditional tabletop game, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. My favorite ones are Bang the Dice Game and Carcassonne. I love both of those games. Yeah, um, Bang is so much fun. It really is. Uh, I am a big fan of how much overlap there is between video games and tabletop games, and I'm curious to ride that line even tighter. You are in the right place, dear listener. <laughs> My question is, what are your favorite board game extensions of video games, and what are your favorite video game extensions of board games? I don't specifically mean uh, adaptations, like is Clue any good on Switch? <laughs> Rather, I'm thinking of how franchises have expanded themselves to attract audiences from the opposite format. For example, I know that the Warhammer video games are very beloved, and those started as tabletop figure painting titles. On the other hand, I've always been interested in the Civilization board game as a big fan of PC games. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes computation happening in Civilization, though, which I'm certain the board game designers wouldn't ask of its players. Yeah. So um, there's more to this email, but just to speak on that a little bit, actually, um, our listener touches on two games that I was thinking of when I first asked the question. Uh, there's a, a great Warhammer game called Vermintide. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you've played that. Yeah, you uh, recommended think, that to me. Probably one of the funnest games I've played in a long time. Yeah, and I and yeah, Warhammer um, 40k is really popular figure painting, but they've also spawned a ton of really great uh, uh, video games. And so that's a great uh, series to look into. And Civilization as well. I love the Civ games. I love, I used to play them so much in college and I would just spend hours and hours saying one more turn, one more turn. <laughs> um, I recently, they have made a couple of Civilization board games, even like with Sid Meier's theme. Wow. Um, the, the first couple that were released aren't super popular, but there's a, a new version and I believe it's called... Um, a new dawn yeah i think it's called civilization a new dawn and i played that with my buddy john and i really really enjoyed it and they've changed some of the mechanics to like jeff said there's a lot of uh behind the scenes stuff that happens in the civ video games that you can't really emulate uh in a board game but um yeah i just yeah do you have anything you want to add matthew yeah, um, man, I've just I I've been Warhammer Vermintide has been swirling around in my head. How much I love that game! It basically just copied the play style of uh, Left for Dead, which is just yeah. man, so beloved in gaming communities, but it, you know has been dead for a long time till recently. Um, right. Yeah, I've never played any of the Civilization games. Uh, I kind of kept them at arm's reach because I know I've just heard from so many people, even people who aren't typically into that type of game, that when they start playing, they are just like sucked in like crazy. Yeah. So I haven't. Is, I, I don't have much like experience that. with it because I haven't yeah. wanted to and get it's, sucked and in. And it's but. interesting because the Civilization games seem like games that um, – were board games first, right? You play on this map yeah, yeah, and you're moving exactly troops mm. along and it seems like a typical war game. But like Jeff said, there's so much happening with like the tech trees and like all this stuff that would be so hard to uh, emulate in a board game. And that goes back to our conversation in our first episode. That's like what makes a video game a video game and a board game a board game philosophically. And like that, all that computation that happens in Civ is what puts that game in the video game spectrum. So, hmm. uh, yeah, so some really good points there. So, yeah, <clears throat> to lead into your recommendations, 
My favorite blend of board and video game is called Fortune Street for the Nintendo Wii. It plays out similarly to Monopoly, but with a stock market mechanic and a couple unique mini games. You also play as both Super Mario and Dragon Quest characters. It's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) that's so so fun. Really? You could just throw out this whole email away and just play Fortune Street and tell me how you like it instead. (laughs) I've never heard of this game. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't either. That sounds awesome. There's so many gems on like the Nintendo Wii and stuff that you just... Yeah, we'll definitely have to... uh, I don't know if my Nintendo Wii works anymore, so I'll have to find an (laughs) emulator, I think, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. He says he finishes. Best of luck with the show. Thank you for your time spent reading and answering, Jeff. Jeff, thank you so much for the email. Uh, when you sent it, I was thinking about parts to cut back because it's kind of longer, but I just loved all of it. So yeah. we had to keep it all in here. Thank you so much um, for for writing. Yeah, we love hearing from you. Yeah, other listeners, please, please, please send us listener email. We absolutely love reading it and talking about it on the show. You can send that email to virtuallyanalog at gmail.com. Um, next week, we're talking about Crawl and One Deck Dungeon. Um, so be sure to play those games and come listen to us talk about them next week. Uh, to find more info about the podcast and our streams, you can go to our website, virtuallyanalog.info. You can watch us play games on Twitch, twitch.tv slash virtuallyanalog. I play board games and video games almost every night on there from 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to whenever I feel like going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, uh, to, uh, I'm hoping to get a new computer soon to be able to play a little better and yeah. have some better recording. And, so pretty soon we'll have a way for you to donate to the show so that we can help Matthew get the better uh, the better stuff and improve the show but we won't uh, but beg just just about yet um, oh actually I will beg now please 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 share the show uh, that's the only way we're gonna get new listeners and grow our audience is if word of mouth if you guys are out there sharing the show you can share on Twitter Facebook we have a discord community that uh, we'd love for you to join. You can find all of that stuff on our website, virtuallyanalog.info. Um, yeah, and, and we, share oh. share by word of mouth too. You know, if you've yeah. got pals who enjoy gaming or at least this one game that I talked about, that it's always fun. A big congratulations to uh, O'Breakin on Twitter who won our giveaway of a copy of Deep Rock Galactic and Wingspan Digital. Thank you to everyone who retweeted and followed us on Twitter. Please um, go follow us on there because we probably will be doing more giveaways in the future. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so that's, I think that's about it. That's it for this week, at least. Yeah. Um, Super excited to talk about Crawl next week. And man, now I almost want to switch to Vermintide because you got me thinking about that. (laughs) Or I could just play Fortune Street because it sounds like I spend my whole week doing that. Maybe we just have to do a special mini episode (laughs) on Fortune Street. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for everybody for listening and we will see you guys next week. See you guys. 